Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt and Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. Now you're on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, again, (laughs) hi, folks. I'm Tim Harvey. This is H2O. And with me tonight is not Mr. Jason Hunt, whose face you probably cannot see if you're seeing what I'm seeing on my screen. Uh, We're doing this episode a little bit differently. Uh, Obviously, it's a Thursday night, and uh, we're doing it virtually because I've got all the things. And Jason is not actually sitting in the chair. It's Mindy tonight. Hi, Mindy. Hi. <laughs> Jason is working, and uh, on uh, where is he tonight? He is decorating. Well, at least that's what they said he was going to be doing, but apparently it's taking everything down and putting it away at the Overland Park Convention Center. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, uh, we did want to go ahead and have an H2O episode this week. Um, we had schedule conflicts with the normal Monday night show, um, but uh, we didn't quite get what we were planning on because Jason was hoping to be done uh, in time for this. But, uh, you know, we haven't had to, get, had to do a show with Mindy before, which this is great. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was just making sure we had noise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, yes, we have not done a show where it's actually been. I mean, okay, we've done Ranker Pit recently and before that without me mouthing off while you guys are doing h2o i think it hasn't been since level 77 yeah Yeah. so it's long overdue welcome back to the wonderful world of mindy thought mindy thought (laughs) beware (laughs) so yeah um so yeah we did want to do a show this week uh, even though schedules got a little wonky on us, uh, we do want to go ahead and take a minute. If you are interested in throwing some money at us uh, for whatever reason, you like what we do, you want us to do more cool things, you want us to go to cons and, and live stream like we've done before, uh, we have a Subscribestar account, like Patreon, uh, basically Subscribestar slash sci-fi for me. Um, you can also support us by supporting the people who we have deals with. We've got deals with superherostuff.com, and you can go to their website and save money on quite a few cool genre things, including, oh, Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, all sorts of neat stuff. And you can get a 10% discount there by putting in superhero, I'm sorry, <laughs> superherostuff.com, and then put in sci-fi for me 10 at checkout. And the discount does apply to a lot of sale items as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but probably a touch over caffeinated uh, today. We are in the process of doing a new website at work. New website. Exciting. Oh, yeah. Well, it actually it is. It's a really, really cool thing. We're really excited about it, but it's a lot of moving parts. And um, I spent most of my day staring at a computer screen testing things so it's very very thrilling and that's not even before it went live so it's not actually live out in the world yet which i'm sure will give me all sorts of fun new testing things 
Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Test it, test it well. We don't want any uh, fiascos to happen, you know, that normally kind of happen when things go out there too fast without getting tested. And I'm not pointing my fingers at any, you know, places north of us or anything, but you know what I mean. Well, just a reminder to everyone out there, don't use apps that are two months old. <laughs> Make sure you update. <laughs> Make sure you test things before you roll things out. Yeah, it's simple enough testing it. Uh, uh, well, and there we go. We've got Robert in there saying hello. Hello, Robert. Okay, well, there I we can't see us. I can just see the on-air thing. So I'm glad, Robert, you get a chance to see us. Hi. <laughs> I promise I'm not making faces. So what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm not sure I believe you, Mindy. <laughs> Those of you who are joining us late or coming in without... Uh, Without the explanation, Jason is not with us tonight. He's uh, working on a gig. Uh, Mindy is joining me tonight for what is not going to be the traditional long form rambles that Jason and I do. I have a bunch of things up in the air that I got to take care of as well. We did, like I said, we did want to have an episode this week. Uh, it's going to be a little bit short, kind of wrap up by 9.15 tonight. But <clears throat> uh, we did come across a list earlier today uh, from a place called NerdMuch. Dot com. Don't know much, much about the website, um, but it looks to be a place where there's all kinds of lists of things. It's maybe one of those listicle sites. But one of the lists that they have is 63 science fiction films uh, coming out over the next couple of years. And it's a pretty impressive list. And when you think about the genre films that, you know, we've gotten over time, and if you've been a genre fan, you remember there were periods where you weren't getting a lot of science fiction films out in you know, the theaters. A lot of stuff was coming out in video in the 90s, um, but you weren't necessarily getting big budget, big science fiction films. You guess, there were a few, of course. <clears throat> but um, we've talked before about the fact that, you know, the uh, films like Star Wars and, and Star Trek The Motion Picture and Star Trek Wrath of Khan and that sort of thing sort of revitalized the big budget science fiction film and as opposed to like in the 1950s and 60s where you had the uh, you know you, you got big pictures but there just weren't that many of them you know it was the period of the western and that sort of thing but there's a pretty impressive list of films that are coming out over the next couple of years some big some not so big some there's a heard quite a bit about and some we haven't heard much about at all and there's a few on this list which I'm I'm not going to do a whole lot of breath holding <laughs> uh, because if you scroll uh, I'm looking at this list and, and at the very bottom there's fun things like Robocop Returns by Neil Blomkamp I was surprised that was number 63 I mean I see how they were kind of going a little bit like okay let's give you what we have you know dates where they're actually going to come out right. but then with that one we've heard and all the other ones with to be announced to be announced that was pretty far down there but i'm right. i'm sure there's no logic to it well i have the logic in that i'm not sure i believe it's ever really coming out uh <laughs> i mean we're in a neil blomkamp alien and instead we didn't and um you know there's a couple others here rendezvous with rama which is a really exciting thing to see on here, but that's been in development hell for decades. Yeah, there were a few of those that I came across, and you're gonna have a better knowledge of the ones that have been going 
in production for decades on out than I will. But there, yeah, there was a few I was really surprised. Like, yeah, this was you know back in 2000 and blah blah blah. And it's like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a Halo movie on here on this list, and I'm like, is there? Is there really? Are we sure? Because I mean, I mean, and you know, this stuff might still be in pre-production, but there's also that thing that happens where you end up with um, things being, you know, optioned off, and then there's a big, you know, brouhaha about it actually getting made, and then it just doesn't happen. Avatar. Well, Avatar is going to happen just because you know certain directors are <laughs> stubborn. Well, yeah, and all power to them. You know, I'm glad that they are. That's why we end up with some cool films, but. Um, even so, I mean, a Halo movie could be a lot of fun. But then I look at that and I think to myself, you know, there's a Mass Effect on here. There's there's some of these other ones where at a certain point you ask if you've missed your window. Yes. Uh, and there there's a, for example, uh, we are getting an Artemis Fowl movie, which is on this list. And as someone who remembers when the first Artemis Fowl books were out back when I was a book dealer, which was, uh, gosh, I don't know, 20 some years ago, the first book came out. You know, the target audience is um, the well, the big fandom really was a long time ago. So I'm not entirely sure who this they're making this this movie for. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to be big and it's not going to actually have a uh, you know, do well. Kenneth Branagh's directing it, mm -hmm. so you can't complain too much about that. Yeah, uh, you can't. But um, even so, you uh, um, I, it would be nice to see something like that. I mean, it, that was a huge younger audience uh, series of books. So when now, when did those books come out? Because I. I haven't heard of it, but you know they sit there and they start talking about how it could be the it could be the next Harry Potter franchise, or it could be Percy Jackson. <laughs> so, right. Well, sure. I'm kind of uh, Ian, that sounds after me somehow. Well, Ian Cofer wrote those books. Uh, the first one was 2001. So okay. Um, you know it's. Uh, I think the last, yeah, the last one came out in 2012. So there's certainly a, you know, like I said, a good chunk of that tar that original audience for the books has grown up. Now that doesn't mean there isn't an, an existing audience for it. It just seems like, you know, sometimes you end up with these these projects that get started so long ago that when they do get done, they've, you know, the, the audience, the original audience, has grown out of them. And yeah. Again, that doesn't mean that's the case here. Um, but then you see, I mean, you're just looking at the stuff that's coming right out. Now, the first thing I list here is Underwater, which, of course, is already out, uh, has been out. Um, I actually think it's a better film than its uh, box office is showing. And okay. it's even a little bit of a Lovecraft movie. Um, and uh, Kristen Stewart's actually good in it. You, you, you guys talked about it when you were talking about Lovecraftian stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bit. I mean, I think she's, she's one of those actresses that if you give her something to work with, um, and the Twilight films, of course, were not a great example of <laughs> giving anybody except Michael Sheen um, something to work with because he just chewed the scenery in that film. Um, Birds of Prey, of course, is coming out. Um, I've seen a couple of non-spoilery reviews uh, online, which have actually mm -hmm. 
seem to be at least the couple of the ones that I've seen so far. They seem to have enjoyed it. They they said think of it as uh, John Wick meets Deadpool, um, which sounds like fun to me. Um, we'll see how it actually turns out when when I actually see it. But uh, um, they said that the trailers don't actually do it justice, which is great. I mean that's you know and that's just you know a, a couple of reviews. I'm sure there are people who disagree. Um, Bloodshot is coming out now. If, and people who aren't familiar with Bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> I had my thoughts. I watched the trailer for this. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I need to. Uh, I don't know anything about Bloodshot. I, I'm, you know, I'm still learning a lot of this, these, uh, the comic book heroes and things like that. However, as I was watching it and then watching as it was going through and repeating itself, and it doesn't help Guy Pierce is in it, I'm thinking Memento. <laughs> Well, Memento, um, you know, uh, there was a little Tom Cruise film. Uh, there was a little Bill Murray film. There was, I mean, it's it's a superhero Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, and, well, to some degree, I mean, he's not really caught in a time loop. His memories are getting wiped every time he finishes a mission. Now, um, the character, this has been, I think this story's been a version of Blood, Bloodshot's been bandied around for the last couple of years. I think... This is the second or third creative team, but I'm not entirely sure I could be wrong. Um, I thought the trailer actually looked like fun. I, Vin Diesel is one of those actors who I can take in relatively small doses, and it's mm -hmm. nothing against him. He's fine. Um, I just think he, he has a certain character that he plays, and that's the character he plays. And some not actors as, as long as he's not a nanny. Wasn't he a nanny in a movie somewhere? There was one of them. Yeah, there was... It was part of that whole period where we must take our action stars and put them in, in uh, domestic comedies uh, involving children. Um, and I'm pretty sure the paycheck was nice. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Good for him. I'm glad he took the money. Um, but um, Bloodshot is a, if you're uh, not, a, if you're mainly a Marvel fan, you're not necessarily going to recognize the name Bloodshot. Uh, and he is, excuse me, mm. uh, Bloodshot is one of the Valiant Comics uh, characters, and Valiant Comics has quite a few uh, superheroes that are, they've got some, some of them have had run for quite some time. They just don't have the, the real estate uh, of, you know, Captain America and Iron Man. But then again, bear in mind that only a few short years ago, Everybody was talking about the craziness that a second-tier hero like Iron Man, who of course has been a big hero in comics for decades, uh, they're making a movie about him. So, you know, there's certainly a lot of comic book material that hasn't been tapped for mm -hmm. uh, superhero films. Um, and who knows? Maybe this opens it up for, you know, we haven't we haven't hit peak superhero yet. Apparently, um, mm -hmm. the bubble has not burst. And while a lot of people have thought that it was going to by now, um, it's showing no sign of it. Mm -mm. So uh, certainly, uh, you know, it could be fun. And Guy Pierce is a bad guy. I mean, come on, Guy Pierce. It's is Guy Pierce. <laughs> um, now, speaking of bad guys, we have Boss Level coming up, which is a Mel Gibson movie. Uh, well, no, it's a Frank Grillo movie. Uh, start with Mel Gibson, and however you feel about Mel Gibson. Um, it looks like a 
again, Groundhog Day kind of movie where a character is trapped in a time loop where he dies at the end of each one. Uh, sinister government programs, endless time loops. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if I care. <laughs> Neither one of those actors excites me at this point. And so... Um, I, yeah, yeah, I this one I was just Groundhog Day. I mean that whole time loop thing. It's, I mean at, at least with Bloodshot, that time loop thing where he keeps getting erased and starting again, that looked a little bit more interesting than mm -hmm. this comedy thing. And it didn't help that the picture they have on here of it. And for anybody watching, I did put the link to this article in the chat. But if, when I first saw it and pointed them out and they're talking, you know, genre, I thought Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. It wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's, I want to see the science fiction time loop version of Weekend at Bernie's. And this might be it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, Invisible Man is coming up um, in uh, February 28th. So really the end of, you know. This not month? that far away yeah and this is the new version which was so, so when universal's dark universe concept completely crashed and burned <laughs> um with uh well it, it was called the mummy but it was not a mummy movie that one tom yeah. cruise movie <laughs> yeah yeah um and they decided to reassess their dark universe now they now of course universal has the rights to all these classic monsters and so there's a lot of cool things you could do with them and certainly um, reviving the classic monsters is a thing that's been happening in film for you know as long as there's been film, and so finding a way to do this, I, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. These, this is the kind of remake I would like to see, because you know when you do it right, you get a chance to bring these classic monsters to a whole new generation, which is cool. Um, but they decided not to go ahead and have this whole shared universe thing until they figure out a way to work it back around again. I'm sure if they can figure out a way, they'll link all this stuff together. But Lee Whannell has got the is directing the Invisible Man, uh, Invisible Man, and it stars Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss. And if you've seen the trailer, it's generally genuinely pretty creepy. Uh, the idea here, of course, is that this is a uh, a woman whose ex apparently dies. It was an abusive relationship, and he leaves her his stuff. Well, he's not dead. He's just invisible, and bad things happen. Um, now. Uh, Elizabeth Moss has been showing again and again. She's a very, very talented performer. Um, and certainly the more nightmare, intimate, almost intimate nightmare feel that this could be, um, uh, if it's done really, really well, this could be could be quite good and very, very creepy. Um, now, let me ask you this, only because in my education that Mr. Boss has been doing over the last several years, he did introduce me to the original Invisible Man. Audrey, <laughs> and, yes, and uh -huh. Made me sit and watch. From what you're seeing, I mean, from what that is versus what this has now been turning into, I mean, is it going to be a, a a bigger jump into trying to scare you? Um, well, yeah, because I think to some degree the original um, has more of is more of a psychological thriller, yeah, versus a horror movie. Um, I mean, it's certainly a thriller. Um, but this looks more told from the point of view of, you know, the person being the tormented victim. by the Invisible Man, whereas the Invisible Man was much more, both the, both the novel and the original film were much more almost an outside or an inside out look at the world. 
Um, this looks a lot more interesting to me than the Kevin Bacon Invisible Man. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Back, although it, that one does have its guilty pleasure. Um, it's a good way to kill an hour and a half when you got something else you can just kind of look over and just listen to it. Um, <laughs> it's not a great movie, but uh, it's a way it's a kill way to kill an hour and a half. Um, but this this actually looks uh, a lot more interesting to me than um, uh, what they could be doing with it. And it also doesn't start Johnny Depp, which was the original plan. And um, that's kind of good because it seems like anything he's in is just. I, I don't want to say he's a clown, but he's done up so much. I mean, it's kind of like whatever happened to eating Gilbert Grape, Johnny Depp, and his acting oh, there. I mean, everything has gone so Tim Burton and beyond. It's well, you, you can't he, take yeah. him seriously. He's very much leaned into the fact that that he's Johnny Depp, the performer, versus Johnny Depp, the actor. Yeah, which is fine if you want to do that, and, and it seems to be where I mean, you know, his paychecks aren't hurting apparently. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, no, there's, he's he's done quite a few uh, much better, more dramatic roles that weren't so histrionic, over the top, mm-hmm. um, channeling certain uh, indestructible rockers. <laughs> um, now, uh, the New Mutants is also coming up, and that is coming up on April third. And for a film that got shelved, for a film that languished in post production hell for years um, we're actually getting some fairly positive well okay at least initially a positive buzz about this film we will have to see what happens um, the whole well the way that the X-Men franchise basically crashed and burned at the end um, might make people very suspicious what New Mutants could be, but it's very much leaning into the horror feel and the horror vibe. And if you're a fan of the original comics, um, there was a lot of that there. So this is something I'm actually looking forward to this. I do not have the highest expectations um, just because, you know, why get your hopes worked up? And I would I would rather be pleasantly surprised. Well, it's like it sits there and says, it's owned by Disney, so how dark will it get? Well, further down the list on here is a film that I, again, I'll I'll believe it when I see it, but there's a remake of The Black Hole. Yeah, I saw Uh, that. And I'm actually excited about that because I had, there's a soft spot in my heart for The Black Hole, the the film, the original film, which was a Disney picture. Mm -hmm. And it was a extremely dark for Disney picture at the time. There's a disembowelment. (laughs) in that movie and it's like (laughs) Disney film did what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean you don't see blood splurting everywhere but there's no question in your mind what just happened spinning blades guy's stomach cuts to him screaming I mean come on (laughs) Um, and I mean that that film is all kinds of nightmare fuel you know uh, forcibly the, the evil scientist you know, forcibly lobotomizing. Spoiler alerts for a forty-year-old movie, thirty-year-old movie, thirty, almost forty-year-old movie. <laughs> God, it's been a long time. Um, Disney kind of made it as their, you know, we 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 got to make a Star Wars movie, right? And it's got a lot of flaws. It's a little too cutesy in places. There's a lot of logic problems. Um, 
if you ever want to drive a physicist crazy, um, tell them you think that the science in black hole makes sense. And, <laughs> but again, like I said, there's a soft spot in my heart for that movie. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing what somebody does if they lean into it and in you know, treat it like a really serious thing. Um, although part of me wants them to just go full on you know, nightmare fuel and just go, okay, take the original black hole and take Event Horizon and find that creepy medium, uh, which I think would actually be a lot of fun. But again, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it and when it actually comes out. Um, but there certainly is, yeah, okay, so, all right, great. Robert, you uh, you did too. I, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what they do with that. But again, uh, there's no data on that. Don't see much about it. Uh, I'm curious to see what they do. Um, Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. Of course, we've seen a lot of trailers for that. Um, and it looks like fun. Um, and it's nice to see uh, David Harbour has not been uh, too greatly wounded by, um, you know, Hellboy. Um, <laughs> yes. So looking forward to that. Like I said, Artemis Fowl is coming up at the end of May. Wonder Woman 84. You know, I, I, the original, the, fir the first trailer, teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it, that came out with it pumping the music and I'm feeling. Sunday, yeah. Okay, yeah, I kind of grew up a little bit in the 80s, but I mean, that just alone was fun. It's like, okay, I, I, I mean, I, I want to see the movie. I am excited for the movie. But, you know, when you have a trailer that could keep you going and dancing for a while without the movie. I mean, it, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, the way they cut it together with the music. And, okay, I like the music. What can I say? <laughs> no, it's a great song. I went to YouTube and I found the long cut of it because... You know, I, I wanted to see which version of it because I wasn't familiar with that particular version. And the uh, the, the guy who did it uh, has some other uh, versions of other songs that he's done. So I'm, it's nice to see somebody who's an independent uh, composer and, and arranger uh, get some work out of this. But yeah, no, that's a very, very, very fun looking trailer. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Maxwell, Maxwell Lord for the comics, um, he was someone who originally was apparently a big supporter of the Justice League, uh, helped finance their base, and they eventually turned out to be a villain, and he's actually been a long-running villain in DC Comics um, with a certain amount of mind control abilities. Uh, he's also been killed a couple of times, but it's a comic book death. You can always come back from those. Although Wonder Woman actually killed him in the comics. It was a big uh, potential spoiler alert for the movie, I guess. Um, but uh, the... Uh, there was actually repercussions to that action. She, uh, uh, it was not a scot-free walk away. I've killed the villain. Everything's fine. It was an oh god, what have you done? Kind of moment for some of the other characters. So well, and I'm excited, you know, to see uh, um, Pedro Pascal in there because I didn't recognize him. Don't blonde, and you know, I'm used to not seeing him blonde or without a mask on but <laughs> at this point um but yeah when when i saw that i knew it I, but it just it didn't register at that point and it's like go back oh wow <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this will this will be fun i'm i'm yeah. excited 
and as someone who was a teenager in the 80s, what was really kind of interesting for me was how much they got that pitch perfect, um, um, just TV, rich person TV thing that went on in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost a Robin Leach um, kind of vibe. Lifestyles of the rich walk, and famous. Walking out of the helicopter, talking about yes. you can have it all, all that kind of stuff. And it was just like, God, I remember I remember commercials like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of them turned out to be, you know, pyramid schemes and a lot of people went to jail. But, you know. Hey, I still want to rock a power suit for a woman with the pants. So, you know, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, there was just there was there's some nice touches there. Like of course the, um, you know, Gal Gadot wearing basically uh, the classic TV show uh, uh, attire of Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Diana Prince. That was that was really nice to see. There's some yeah. good callbacks there. It looks like they're really taking it seriously and treating with, treating that period with, with respect. It looks like fun. Um, I'm a little concerned about the other next one on this list, which is the six billion dollar man. Um, not because I don't think there's a place for a new story about Steve Austin and his bionics. I'm just not a big Mark Wahlberg fan. No offense to the folks who are. I wish you guys, you know, if you if you enjoy Mark Wahlberg as a performer, I, all power to you. Um, I, he's just not my favorite actor. Uh, I just I don't have a whole lot of excitement uh, for him in the role now. Jim Carrey at one point was I think cast to play a version of this. There are couple, quite a few people who have been rumored to be cast as Steve Austin, and of course they've upped the price for inflation. Six million dollar man would probably be um, six billion. Yeah, there's just not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, high tech you can buy for six million anymore. I don't think um, you now. Know- isn't this one of those ones that have been sitting around for quite a while? Well, I think I think the I don't think it's actually been on the shelf, you know, already been filmed yeah. and on the shelf. Uh, but I, there's certainly the attempt to make it happen has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's been one of those we're making it, we're not making it, we're making it, we're not making it kind of things. Um, Jason and I have talked a little bit about this. The original novel. Um, by, I believe it was Martin Caden? I think that's right. Um, Cyborg is a very different tone than the TV show okay. uh, ever was. It was a much more darker, much more, you know, I mean, it was, you know, the TV show came out at a time when it was, everything was episodic and mm-hmm. it was mo- kind of a monster or spy or this threat or whatever of the week kind of thing. Um, the novel, of course, was much more about what it means to have significant chunks of your body replaced by metal and how much of you are you um we'll see what they do a lot of the things we've been hearing about at various points with this production or versions of this this film is that it was meant to be a comedy Mm -hmm. which seemed to fall into that whole hey let's take a beloved tv show and turn it into a slapstick comedy for the movies which has worked out so well yeah no yeah so hopefully not we'll see um, I don't know. Now the free guy trailer <laughs> has been out for a little while. And if you happen to be a gamer. <laughs> okay, I have to say for folks if you can't see this, Robert, six million dollar man would have to run on Windows ninety five 
very funny, sir. <laughs> um, there would be no support at this point, and then uh, it have a it would have a version of ICQ for it's talking to you in your head. Uh oh. <laughs> Funny. So funny. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Of course, Ryan Reynolds is hot uh, in the movie things and hot in the objective attractiveness sense for a lot of people. And certainly very, very funny and a big, big star because of uh, Deadpool lately. But he's done a lot of other things as well. Um, Free Guy <laughs> looks to be very much a, uh, you know, non-player character, gets sentience, uh, has to save the world. I'm not expecting anything out of this film except big, dumb, and fun. Yeah, that I, I I feel with you on there. Um, I have to say, you know, with Ryan Reynolds, he Deadpool is hilarious. Even though Mr. Boss is not into watching any of the Deadpool stuff, um, that would require you know smiling, laughing, possibly. Um, and but at the same time, I have I to have say, I have a photo. I have an actual photo of Jason Smiley. Oh, I know. It's the one I use on my phone for him because it's like it does exist um but and i have to say ryan reynolds and uh hugh jackman is the next bromance behind um sir patrick stewart and ian mccallan <laughs> they i love how they troll each sure, other sure. Um, right, yeah. and as a former gamer who loved to pick on the non-player characters npcs whether they were human or killing the bunnies I yeah, it's it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this looks like fun. That's like fun. Now the next one on this list is Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I really like the trailer, but the tone is nothing like either of the first two films, uh, or even the you know reboot a couple of years ago. It is a much more introspective, somber. There's humor in the trailer, mm -hmm. but there's a lot more that it is more atmospheric. And there's certainly whether what they're going to do with it uh, is up in the air. Now, of course, we're hearing that a good chunk of the original cast is going to be back on screen, hopefully not in just a walk-on cameo kind of role. Yeah. Um, but I do like the trailer. I really do. Yes. Um, yeah. There's, there's a fun kind of weird visual texture to it that I really enjoy. And it's Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, how can you go wrong? Exactly, exactly. Now, I did not know much about Tenet, um, mm -mm. and uh, July 17th is when this is scheduled to come out, and it stars uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, Michael Caine, Kenneth Branagh, uh, and uh, it's directed by Christopher Nolan. So if you happen to be a fan of what Christopher Nolan does when he shows up and makes a movie, which mm -hmm. he's made some pretty big and pretty popular films over the last couple decades, um, as in a time travel and espionage movie. So this could be a lot of fun. I enjoyed the trailer for this. I really did. Um, because kind of like when you were saying with uh, Kristen Stewart, with, you know, when she's given something. And I like how they sit there and say, you know, okay, time travel, international espionage, Robert Pattinson not being a teen vampire. And I know that it kind of like uh, Hayden Christensen, they've said he's not a bad actor. It's really what's given to them. And right. I've heard the same thing with Robert Pattinson on the indie level of films that he can do something like 
Kristen Stewart can do something. So when I saw this, because I saw the side profile of his face, I'm like, he kind of looks familiar. Oh, okay, that's him. And then watching the video, and it's kind of like, I mean, I got this Matrix vibe a little mm -hmm. to it because, you know, the weird stuff that's happening of going backwards. And like you said, it's Christopher Nolan. I mentioned above earlier with Memento. You know, I think that probably was my first, to my knowledge, my first Christopher Nolan film. And sure. that one just tweaked my head. So seeing him do something that's not Batman <laughs> and they'll yeah. speak normal in this, <laughs> no bad, you know, Batman <laughs> things going on. I'm, well, I'm curious. That either. <laughs> yeah. We've already had that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's gotten a lot of praise. Uh, over the last several years uh, for doing a lot of the independent film work that he's been doing, uh, The Lighthouse recently. And there's just a... Uh, he hasn't been interested in making the big blockbuster kind of pictures. Uh, or actually I saw an interview with him where he wasn't getting offered a lot of them just because he, you know, the Twilight thing was carrying on and he wasn't interested in doing them anyway, so it worked out well. But, you know, if, you, if you're concerned about you know casting this guy as Batman if your only exposure to Pattinson is you know the Twilight movies um, he's done quite a bit more than that mm -hmm. and certainly he's getting a lot more buzz on on the independent level or the smaller picture level some of this stuff is you know it's their studio pictures but they're not the kind of big studio pictures um, this at least looks interesting and, and might might change your minds might not but might um, Infinite is coming out. It's another Mark Wahlberg film, and I don't know why. Um, now, Chibata Eltiafor is in it, and that excites me because I think he's fantastic. Um, for those of you who don't recognize the name off the top of the head, he was the operative in Serenity. He was the bad guy at the oh. of Mal Reynolds. Okay. And he's fantastic. Um, there was back... Whenever there's been a Doctor Who casting rumor, his name has come up, I think, ever since probably David Tennant, uh, the end of David Tennant's run, because uh, there's a, I would think he'd make a fantastic Doctor, but uh, he is, prefers to travel and do lots of movies, and I don't think he's, maybe maybe when he's older, they might get him to play the part. He's a fantastic actor, and, and I'm a huge fan of his, um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I don't think we know much about um, this film. It is based on the novel The Reincar Reincarnational Reincarnationist Papers by D. Eric Mikrantz. Um, but it's about a secret society of people who have total recall of their past lives. So whatever that's worth, that's all we really know. It's coming out on August 7th, or it's scheduled for that anyway. We'll see what happens now. <laughs> Huh. August 21st. Back to San Dimas. <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. We never thought this film was going to happen. I never believed it was going to be real. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Old? <laughs> oh, a little bit, yeah. Well, uh, hey, I, 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 I remember these when they came out. I remember the first. I remember... Second and third. I went to college in Claremont, which is right next to San Dimas. And so you're sitting there driving like, yeah, this is really bad. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
It's suburbia. <laughs> yeah, it's um, and the, the cool thing is that we're actually getting William Sadler back as Death, which would certainly not something I was expecting. Of course, um, you know it's certain. You know we we can't have everybody back, unfortunately, because the real Death comes for us all, uh, and George Carlin will not. I, I hope they don't try and digitally recreate him. Yeah, no. Uh, it's just not going to work. Mm -mm. But uh, it looks like everybody involved is excited about doing this, and that's a really good sign. So I've got my fingers crossed I'm going to enjoy this, uh, because everything that we can tell, um, people involved are thrilled about it. And that's that counts for a lot in my book. If, they, mm -hmm. if you can tell if people are having a good time when they make the film, even not great films that uh, people are clearly enjoying making uh, end up being a lot a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, Bios is coming out in October with Tom Hanks uh, and Skeet Ulrich, um, and uh, he plays a ailing Tom Hanks plays an ailing inventor who is the last man on earth. He builds a robot to keep his dog company after he dies. This does so not he's... sound like... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so this does not sound like a happy story. So basically, it's... Uh, what's the name of the movie? I forgot the name. Castaway. And Wilson has turned into a dog. And now you're going to have more feelings because it's a dog. <laughs> It's a dog. It's a dog, and teaching a robot how to be human to take care of the dog because he's like, worried about the dog, and it's the really dog. Make everybody. Yeah, this is this is clearly designed to grab the heartstrings and tug hard. Uh, and and apparently, it's going to be one of those films where it's like you know, if you don't feel something, are you a robot? If you don't uh, feel something, just go away. It's a dog. Clearly meant to, to do that. So we'll see. I mean, you know, the people in, you know, Tom Hanks certainly has a history of, of making uh, good choices for dramas. Yes. Uh, and this look could be, uh, and I'm trying to think the last science fiction film. That he was in? That Tom Hanks was in. Um, That Atlas oh, something yeah, or yeah, other, yeah. wasn't he? Uh, yeah, um, um, and then oh, I'm looking here because I remember when that came out, it looked really Allison. good, and then apparently wasn't so really good. It's an odd movie. It's a very odd film. It's not. It's it's kind of like um, I don't know. The reaction to that was kind of like the same reaction people had to Annihilation, mm -hmm. which is big ideas, incredible visuals, but doesn't really touch you emotionally. Um, now, I thought Annihilation was fantastic, and I'd rather watch that again than Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas is, Atlas is a very a visually stunning movie. Yeah. But I don't, eh, I didn't, eh, it wasn't a whole lot of the emotional core there for me. And when you get that kind of, when you get that kind of big, sweeping, ep epic story, you really have to have something that really, I don't know, Grabs the emotional part of you too. You can't just have pretty pictures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, unless you want to start going into some of his uh, Da Vinci Code and Angel and Demon books. <laughs> um, yeah. We cannot. Um, that's okay. All right. Venom Two is coming out in October. Uh, Venom, the first film, did not get great reviews, but boy, people liked it. 
and uh, Tom Hardy is back for it. And so I guess if you enjoyed the first Venom film, you'll have another Venom, Venom film coming. And this is Sony's still has the rights to these characters. So they're going to continue to try and do their own uh, Marvel adjacent Marvel universe or Marvel pseudo Marvel universe. Um, but there's talk about this being maybe kind of setting up the Sinister Six film that they had originally kind of wanted to build their own Spider-Man universe into. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, Eternals is coming out in November. We've seen a little bit of the character design. Um, no real trailer has been released yet uh, for any kind of real... Um, uh, why, there's, there's been teaser footage shown at a couple of events. Um, and it looks like it's going to be based on the Neil Gaiman, or at least influenced by the Neil Gaiman miniseries that ran, that ran several years ago, uh, which was actually pretty good. So we'll see how it plays out. But it is going to tie into the larger Marvel universe. But this is their part of their more, let's lean into the big epic, you know, giant scale, you know, this is going to be the secret history of the Marvel Universe, or, you know, they're getting a lot of all this information, and some of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff is playing into this with uh, the Celestials and some of the the more, you know, galactic scale characters that we've seen uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy are going to have a little more impact on the Earthbound characters. Um, at one point... Um, I want to say that uh, this was I want to say it was almost a dead project at one point but I can't remember if I'm right it does have a fantastic cast Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Richard Madden Kit Harington mm -hmm. uh, now Kit Harington is playing the Black Knight which yeah. is not an eternal uh, he's been involved with the Avengers. I think he's been an Avenger from time to time in the comics. Um, but it should be interesting to see what they do. This is, again, there's a lot more, uh, and he's more of a supernatural character. You know, he's got an uh, enchanted sword and, and you know, rides a flying horse. So we'll see what they do with it. Um, Godzilla versus Kong. Crickets. I had well. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the King, the the last King Kong movie, although um, it has its flaws. But it was big. It was big and kind of dumb and a lot of fun. The Godzilla movies have certainly been uh, well. They're, visually, they're great, mm -hmm. but uh, you know they see. I think people have pretty much agreed that they suffer from a lack of Godzilla. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, it could be a lot of fun, um, but there's a little there's there's some pitfalls with playing this stuff too serious, which they've done a really good job of treating very seriously, as opposed to the more you know uh, fairly silly stuff that we actually got from um, the classic Godzilla films. Um, and the less said about Matthew Broderick's Godzilla film, the better. <laughs> See, I, 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 I did see that one back in whenever. Um, and the only other I can say I've seen on these is the Col uh, Kong Skull, Skull Island. Mm -hmm. So I really don't remember much of that. 
big monster maybe. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's yeah. Fun. fun. It's not it's not anything anything particularly uh, you know brilliant, but it was an entertaining movie. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, Universal you know, uh, Legendary has made these films into a bit of a shared universe. They were mm -hmm. they were doing that for a while. You would get these sort of you know connection connecting threads through. Um, and now they are bringing it together. So it, it, you can build a shared universe, Universal. Just <laughs> Take do it notes. The way you did. Or DC <laughs> Comics, for that matter. And um, it, it has Alexander Skargard in it. Can't yeah. complain about you know that at least for a couple hours. Um, and uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Mm -hmm. You know, so that'll be more of her screaming, right? Probably sure. Okay. So. All right, and Dune is coming out in December, and I am, oh, my fingers are crossed, and my hopes are just ready to be dashed, and I'm excited about it, but I don't think I should be. Uh, Dennis Villeneuve is directing it, and that gives me hope. I'm a huge fan of the novel. Uh, I have a soft spot for the David Lynch version, just because it's David Lynch. <laughs> um, and there's some interesting stuff that happened in that film. It's not a great adaptation. I like the Sci-Fi uh, sci Channel's miniseries, the two miniseries they did. I thought they did a pretty decent job of coming close. Um, but it's a tough book. It's a tough book to adapt into a film. There's a lot happening in that book. And so I think it's really easy to get wrong. What um, do you think of this cast? It's a fantastic cast. Do you and see them in there? I mean, I mean, it's a good mixture of people, and hopefully, Jason Momoa is not taking off his body. To <laughs> I uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that, and I was just like, "This is what is what is going on with this commercial?" Mr. Boss laughing. was laughing. <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. It was very funny. No, I think that um, there's there's so much opportunity here in a Dune film for big epic scale battle scenes and really intimate emotional beats. And I mean, it's a, it's a sweeping, you know, space epic, uh, but it's also very much the story of, you know, one person's place in the universe and how you can actually have the universe revolve around the actions of one person. And literally in this case, the, you know, the, the known universe literally does revolve around uh, what, what uh, Paul ends up doing. And um, there's a lot of really, really interesting themes that are played with. Um, if you've never read the novel, um, Dune hits, you know, it hits through romance, horror, uh, politics, ecology, um, drug addiction, um, uh, just, I mean, all kinds of things are, are really big themes in this book. And of course the series, if the film is a success, and well, it's actually, a two-parter. Well, yeah, but I mean, you've got so, there's, you know, the, if even if you even if you just attempt to do the books, you know, Herbert's mm -hmm. the Frank Herbert core novels, not even talk about the spinoffs that his son worked on, um, you've got an epic series of films. If this is successful, there's some really really cool stories that can be told, you know, over the next, uh, I'd say probably decade and a half, if not longer. Um, if you actually want to go through the the main the main uh, series, and uh, I don't know, I, kind of, I really want this to be good. Like I said, it's 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 a tough one because I'm such a huge fan of the book. Well, and with the book, like I said, they it says here that it's going to be a two part 
a two movie uh, series here, a two part film series. And you said you were a fan of the mini series that they've done before. Do you feel that in roughly four hours they can do this? Um, not without trimming some things out. And that's the thing that you end up getting. Yeah. With any time you adapt a book to a film. Now, we've seen with films like it the it one and two you can get close to six hours out of you know mm -hmm. and and audiences are willing to put up with a two and a half three hour film as long as they want to see the movie yeah right so the trailers i think are going to sell a lot of people here um and i would personally rather see it be closer to a six hour yeah. kind of thing uh just because there's so much there um, it's a very rich universe. Like some very, very cool things can happen in there. Um, but it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough. Now, I think that you could do Dune Messiah, the second book in the series, in two or three hours without any trouble. It's a, it's a fairly slim novel compared to the rest of them in the series. But then you get to the fourth book. Uh, fourth book, you get to God Emperor of Dune. And that one, I don't think you could do that one in six hours and do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, it would probably well you could do it in six if if it literally was six hours um, you know that that's what you need to split in half because for all the fact that the first book is incredibly epic the uh, the fourth book is oh you think that's epic <laughs> hold my beer <laughs> exactly. um, because it's you know it's set thousands of years in the future from from the main from the first book and the scale is is you know well it's a scale of the fate of, of really the fate of all humanity, uh, and at that point, humanity is so far spread in the universe that that's a pretty big threat. So, uh, but it's it's more than the internal threat than something coming from outside. Mm -hmm. It's about what we have become, and uh, it's really really fascinating stuff. I mean, Herbert played with some really interesting big themes, so okay. I would really like to see something like that done well. And I again, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, um, and then it looks like the end of the year, we're going to round out with The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt and Yvonne Swarovski and J.K. Simmons, uh, a sci-fi war film set in the not-so-distant future, 20 minutes into tomorrow. Uh, and uh, uh, it's based on a novel called The Tomorrow War. Uh, and it says the uh, Chris Pratt is playing a man who is drafted into a war that he has to fight against aliens where the fate of humanity rests upon his ability to confront his own past. No okay. pressure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all on you, save us. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But um, uh, Chris McKay's directing it. He worked on Robot Chicken and the Lego Batman movie. So certainly there probably is gonna be some humor in there. And of course, J.K. Simmons, when he's, when he, well, when you give him a chance to play some really amazing dramatic roles, he's an incredible dramatic actor. But he also is known for doing uh, a fair amount of comedy and being quite funny. So, um, I mean, we've got, I, I've seen, I've heard that Chris Pratt is funny. I don't know. Are there, do we have any evidence of Chris Pratt? Oh, wait. None that I can okay. think of. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, uh, Yvonne, of course, uh, uh, one of the stars of Chuck. She's got fantastic comic timing. And honestly, oh, she, yeah. hasn't, she hasn't had a lot of, I think she, she's been steadily working. Since Where? Star 
Well, she's done a lot of TV. Okay, uh, then. And she's done some movie stuff, but um, nothing that's really particularly caught on. And I think it's a shame because I really like her as a performer. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of hope that this is a, a really good choice for her because uh, I think she she does really well, and I'd like to see more of her on the screen. She's she's really really good. Um, lots of stuff coming up without dates. I'm going to go through, just move through some of this stuff. I'm not going to go through all 63 of these tonight, guys. Um, <laughs> you, you, we gave you the link. You can look at it yourself. Um, but there's some cool stuff coming up. Um, Colin Farrell and uh, Ty Sheridan and Lily Rose Deep are going to be starring in a film called Voyagers, about 30 young men and women who are sent into deep space in search of a new home. And it turns basically into Lord of the Flies in space, Woo-hoo! Uh, which could be um, really disturbing. I mean, you know, if there's no outside, you know, and you're trapped, you can't leave. That's you know, it's worse than being on an island. At least you can try and swim away. And this has Johnny Depp's daughter, Johnny Deep's daughter, Johnny yeah. Deep's Johnny Deep, <laughs> Johnny Deep, Johnny Deep. <laughs> I wonder if that's, is that a typo? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I hope that's a typo. Um, Stowaway with Anna Kendrick is coming out. Uh, Tony Collette, Shamir Anderson. Um, about literally what it is, a stowaway on a ship and how this goes wrong. Uh, Robopocalypse. Okay, so Steven Spielberg was supposed to be directing Ro- Robopocalypse. It's sometime coming out in 2020. We don't have a date. Um and he, Steven Spielberg is not involved with it anymore. Michael Bay is directing. So. Boom! <laughs> Lots of explosions. Right. <laughs> everything goes boom. Um, now this I, I, I don't know that this is a thing I can get behind. Um, I have, I think as far as I'm concerned, Michael Bay has made one and a half good movies. He has? Uh, yeah, uh, he made The Rock. Okay, that was a good movie. I enjoyed Third that. One. And the, the first half of the first Bad Boys movie. Oh, yeah, he did do that. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I, I'm not a huge fan. I, I like explosions as much as the next guy. Uh, I, I love a good boom, but uh, I also like plot. Yeah. And, and developed characters, so... I mean, yeah, there's nothing, you know, there's a place for films where everything goes boom, but... Uh, I forgot about that. Hmm. So. Okay. So, who knows? I'm, if Chris Hemsworth is in it, I don't know. Could, could be all right. Yeah, we'll see. Doctor Strange. Now, yeah, this this has been changed day. since he's no... What, Scott Derrickson's no longer the director? There, it's... Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, my brain just went is in talks to do it or is yeah yeah the the discussion is the rumor mill yes is that we are actually getting the director of the spider-man films sam raimi to direct this picture well and i think i was talking to one of my co-workers because he's super excited about this now because this would be kind of awesome and I was joking you know can Bruce Campbell make it into you know the Marvel 
multiverse. Oh yeah, well sure. Be awesome. He's already, I mean, he's already been there in in, in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. He was. Yes. They were building him up to be Mysterio if they had actually gotten the gotten to it. Gotten to it, but yeah, I mean, I now I think this is just talks. I don't. This has been confirmed by anybody. yeah, not yet. Like an official word. Um, but we'll see what happens with that because you know could be fun could be fun uh, on the other hand uh, one of the things that people have been kind of hoping for with this with this Doctor Strange film was that it was going to be you know kind of leaning into the horror psychedelic side and that's not really a Sam Raimi thing uh, not saying he can't do it but you know he's a very talented guy he's a very good director yeah. uh, but it does make me wonder if the tone is going to be the the original plan for the tone is going to be the same yeah it might be better this way who knows um, Matrix 4 also coming out <sighs> May and look at this the dates we have here are May 7th 2021 and May 21st 2021 so Doctor Strange is only going to have a few weeks before the Matrix is on its tail I'm not complaining I have for how many years I think since Iron Man came out Marvel tends to give me the best birthday gifts of eye candy for it could be a terrible movie, but I get to look at some well looking actors and actresses or whatever because they always come out the weekend of my birthday. Except for that last Doctor Strange movie that came out in November. Hello. Killed it. But whatever. <laughs> well, my birthday's May thirty first, so these will be uh I, I I'm not gonna wait for my birthday to watch these, but No. <laughs> uh, and uh, but yeah, I mean uh, they found uh uh uh, Lana Wachowski has figured out a way to bring back these characters for a fourth I, picture. I don't, I don't understand how. I'm excited to find out how Neil Patrick Harris in all of that because I just, mm -hmm. I don't see him as in dark and apocalyptic and you know, it's. I mean, leather pleather, yes, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I he's he's. Doogie Hauser, he's still Doogie Hauser. He's my brother's doppelganger. I, now, it's, I, I don't know who's playing this film, but my hope is he's going to be the new villain because uh, that would be Hugo awesome. Weaving, Hugo Weaving is not coming back for this. I know. Uh, and uh, but it, uh, having having Neil Patrick Harris be the bad guy would be very interesting. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, but we'll see what they do. I mean, there's I'm there's fingers crossed. Okay, we mentioned Cloud Atlas. Uh, he's uh, David Mitchell, who was the author of that, is actually one of the co-writers on this with Lana. Okay. Uh, and uh, Alexander Herman. Now, um, Lily Wachowski is not coming back for this, so we don't. We're not getting the the duo, of the creative duo who, who brought the films to the, you know, mm -hmm. the world in the first place. But um, apparently, uh, she's on board with it. So. He's just not on board, not working on it. I'm hoping that it's far enough removed because the first Matrix was amazing. The second and third, yes, I love the fact they did it back to back filming. I loved how they opened it worldwide at the exact same time because at seven in the morning, I was at a theater doing this um, in Los Angeles. But at the same time, I mean, it was great to see an ending to the story kind of, which we thought then. Yeah. But it wasn't the first movie. And you're always going to get that. It wasn't the first movie. And I'm hoping this is far enough removed and can be contained enough that they're like, let's finish this and move on. I, 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 if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, 
I, I'm one of those people, apparently like the five people on the planet, who thought that the architect speech in the second film was something I thought was, I really enjoyed it because oh, it, was yeah. whole, it was the whole, your reality is not what you think it is. You think you've won, you think you're special. I have news. Um, and it's such a matter of fact, kind of disturbing thing. And I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. But apparently, a lot of people did not because they completely jettisoned that whole thing in the third movie. Um, so, okay, uh, except for his little cameo. But um, I'm just going to see what happens. I mean, yeah. There's some potential here. Um, we've actually seen a fair amount of people coming back to old material they've done in the past and finding new ways to make that work. And one of the things, like, for example, uh, mentioned the Bad Boys, I, the Bad Boys movie. One of the things that they did well, from what I and I haven't seen it, but mm -hmm. a lot of the a lot of the reviews have said, one of the things they do well is because they actually recognize these characters have gotten old. Yeah. And I had also read an article where one of the things that the original Star Trek movies did well was that they recognized when the characters got old. There was not an attempt for the characters to not acknowledge their own age mm -hmm. and the fact that it was not you know it was part of what made these characters interesting is that you dealt with them as they dealt with the things that we all deal with, which is the getting old part and the, the we're, we're not who we were when we were young. Mm -hmm. um, and so when that stuff is handled really well, um, it can be really, really cool to watch characters that you grew up with, you know, give them a 20, you know, a 10, 15, 20 year gap in between films, but then they come back, you know, you get Bill and Ted back and you mm -hmm. get, you know, uh, well, and Jurassic Park is coming out in 2021, and we're yeah. getting the original cast back. That that'll be interesting. I mean, I'm I'm st I'm still kind of. They came on with they had the first movie. I love the book, mm. and I mean, I I should reread it, but for many years, swear up and down, that Jeff Goldblum's character, uh, Malcolm, he, Ian Malcolm, he died. He did. Thank you, thank you. I didn't misread that. Mm -hmm. I remember him dying and that whole thing, and he's yeah, still alive. Yeah, but can you kill Jeff Goldblum? Is it possible? <sighs> is is not Jeff Goldblum? I know. Goldblum? Does he not exist for all time? I need that Funko Pop of him. <laughs> I, mean, I, I completely understand why they brought him back. It's disappointing they brought him back in Jurassic Park Two, um, which was not a particularly great movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. And 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 honestly, it's none of them have ever captured the magic of that first time. No. I think that that's, uh, that's an example of film a film where there was something so revolutionary. Magical. Uh, yeah, that first time we saw the dinosaurs. That that's a moment you can't recapture. You can't capture that twice. Small story to not digress. But, you know, uh, back in November or whatever, we took the team to St. Louis and saw the John Williams with the symphony there. Right, yeah. And, you know, he's doing his pieces. And, yeah, you've, you've, you're listening to it, you're hearing it. But I have to say the tears actually hit me when he was doing Jurassic Park. And it is that scene where she sits there, she sees it or he sees and grabs her head and turns Ellie's head over and she's just like, you know, and grabbing her glasses and, and that music is just swelling. And I remember because when I got a CD player for the first time my freshman year of high school, I had five CDs and one of the CDs was the soundtrack to 
Jurassic Park. And so I wore that down as much as you can with a CD. But when that hit, goosebumps all over, tears, don't cry, they're going to see me crying here. But it, it was that. It wasn't anything else. It was yeah. that. And so... You can't you can't re-get that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I've been I've, well. I've certainly talked about to to you and Jason when we haven't been recording H two O. But it's like it's like the way I can't get emotionally involved. I can't get upset about any of the new Star Wars movies when when you know there are a lot of people who are just you know they either they're they're loving it or they're hating it, and there's like emotions involved. And I'm like, oh, they're just movies. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I'm never I'm never going to have my first Star Wars moment again. Yeah, I had it in 1977 <laughs> I mean that was it I'm never going to have everything else has been like well that's cool okay that's interesting but yeah. I'm never going to have that kind of emotional thing and, and even growing up with it and Jurassic Park is like that I mean I saw that we uh, minor digression um, I was working for the movie theater in, in Manhattan Kansas um, when that film came out and um, it was we didn't get a preview night for the staff, which we were often able to do. Um, but we all crowded in. It was basically standing room only. I'm pretty sure we violated a fire code or two. <laughs> uh, that place was packed. Uh, and it was just, I mean, you could literally hear the audience gasp. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was really incredible. So, uh, yeah, capturing that again. I mean, it's great that we're getting the original cast back to come in here. Um, but... Um, I'm, I'm, just give us a good story. Dinosaurs will take care of themselves. They're dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Now we're gonna we're not gonna go through the rest of this list, and unfortunately, we do have to wrap this up. Uh, but there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. You know, Suicide Squad is coming out. Avatar two, Black Panther two, The Flash. We're actually getting a Flash movie. The, they apparently Woo-hoo! worked out the whole Flash thing. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy three, whole bunch of cool stuff there. Star Blazers. Um, Another alien. Robot 2, which I don't believe for... That's not one of those films I don't believe for a second. No. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of cool science fiction stuff coming out. And if you're a fan, um, you know, you're getting a lot of great science fiction on TV as well. We're getting shows. Yes. Like Westworld is coming back. We've got Star Trek Picard. Um, we've got all kinds of stuff coming up on, on TV. It's a good time to be a science fiction fan. Um, they're actually giving us content that is, is you know, aimed at... You know, audiences who actually want good content. They want uh, they want cool stories uh, and interesting uh, interesting concepts played with um, and stuff you you have to think about, which is nice. It's not just all aliens and, and spaceships and things go boom. That's what we have Michael Bay for. <laughs> right. And Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> right. We're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Um, Thank you, Mindy, for playing with me tonight in this slightly unusual episode. Uh, like I said, it was interesting when he messaged me and said, I don't think I'm going to be out of here, so you're going to have to be the other age tonight. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am an age now, ain't I? Right. <laughs> and it's glad I'm glad you were able to come from Thailand to... Yeah, apparently Jason uh, mistyped something. <laughs> the, phone was, hijacked. <laughs> the phone hijacked. I'm not going to Thailand. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I, you know, I have a good job, but it's not travel, international travel good. And, and should, uh, should the opportunity to travel again overseas come comes up again, uh, it's going to be back to Scotland. So uh, I did not, I only spent a week in Edinburgh and I need to make it over to Glasgow and other places. So 
Anyway, um, again, folks, we have a, a subscribe star, subscribe star slash sci-fi for me. You can uh, give us some money if you feel like it. Uh, no obligation there. We're just happy to do this, and, and uh, anything you do give us is going to go to doing more of this sort of thing and hopefully doing traveling to conventions and doing live streaming and that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, upgrading equipment and that sort of thing as well. Um, you can, again, superherostuff.com. You can save some money on uh, using the discount Sci-Fi for Me 10 there. And we hope that you'll take advantage of that because we'd like to save you some money. So, all right. We'll be back next week with another episode of H2O, as far as we know, at our regular time and place. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys then. Again, Mindy, thank you. Thank and you. We'll see you guys next week. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.